Hey, thanks for checking out the Ham and Spam Retro Review. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe, leave a like, or leave a comment, whatever platform you listen to this on. And also remember, there's always additional content on our website, hamandspam.com, where you can find links to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy it. For even more content, check out our friends Nick and Brandon over at their podcast, Talk or Go Home. Everybody and welcome to welcome back uh, to episode number. Well, we didn't come back to it. I don't know. All right, let's just roll with it. Let's just it's, roll it's episode with it. uh, forty-two. Yeah, forty-two. And uh, based on all the promotional stuff that you've seen for the Ham and Spam Retro Review, this review is for Sonic Three. There you go. Hey, good job. Um, but before we get into it, uh, do you have anything going on, Hammy? Uh, in the last, I have absolutely in the last fortnight. In the last fortnight, I have absolutely nothing. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you noticed or not. I changed our name on Twitter to Ham and Spams, and then parentheses once a fortnight, <laughs> once a fortnight podcast, once a fortnight in parentheses retro review. I have not seen. It. I'm gonna look that up right now. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't call me and say, "What are you doing? Don't do that." I don't pay attention to. Well, I'm glad you didn't on this one because I think that's hilarious. There, yeah. All right. Because <laughs> it a is Fortnite retro. I love that. I like it too. I like it too. So, um, kind of enjoying the uh, the new format. Uh, it's giving us a lot of extra time to get some stuff done. Oh man, yeah. Um, we're we, I've, Hammy and I just watched through the uh, the YouTube video that's going to be associated with this playthrough. I had numerous seizures during said video. <laughs> yeah, we we tried to speed it up and speeding up uh, kind of hurt a little bit. Well, but bonus levels, it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> we might have to just skip the bonus level. I don't know. We might just leave it in there because it's pretty much already done. So. Uh, uh, get you a. Uh, uh, have a, bo- a bottle of Ton already before you watch this video. <laughs> get some of those. Get, just go ahead and get some of those. Man, I just Jeff Goldblum through that whole thing, didn't you I? You did, pretty much. You did. Ah. <laughs> well, um, still fighting a little bit of a cold here, man. I, You've had that cold for like six months. Dude, I know. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. So, um, Basketball season's over, so I'm going to have some more time, I thought. But then Mays decided he's going to play baseball. For the first time ever. Are you going to coach that? No. Okay. No. Well, that'll be a lot easier. It should be, but as long as I don't get hoodwinked into going out there and throwing, you know, fly balls to kids or whatever. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because he's never played baseball before. So, you know, I'm going to see. Has he never even like played backyard baseball? No. 
So he has no idea what he's getting into. He has no idea. Does he know what baseball is besides from Base Wars? (laughs) Have you explained to him that he will not be fighting robots? I have. I also told him this morning. See, that would be a deal breaker for me. Well, see, our last basketball game was last night, and um, we uh, come up a little short in the semifinals to make it to the championship. But So after I helped clean up the gym and everything, it was late when we were coming home. And uh, so this morning I let May sleep in a little bit. I took him to school. On the way to school, I told him, I said, there's one thing I'm going to tell you about baseball. I said, kids are pitching at you. I said, a lot of these kids don't know what they're doing. I said, you're going to get hit. I said, if you get hit, do not cry. That's the only rule I have with you playing baseball. So, going forward, we'll see. We'll see how Mays does, uh, and I'll keep you guys updated if you care. Um, we need to go to uh, some Barons games. We need to go to some Barons games uh, this year. We say that every year. We end up not doing. Remember it. the the last time we went, we were so gung ho about it. We're going to buy a box. Yeah, we had such a great time, and we haven't been back since. Yeah. Because I won, I won the free tickets. What's in the middle of freaking Birmingham is the problem. Well, I liked it a lot better at the Hoover well, Met. Well, I, I liked it better at the Hoover Met, but you had to drive further. So, I don't know. Yeah, but gosh, I I'm would rather of, drive further than go in downtown Birmingham. I don't mind downtown. They've revamped that I part of it. it. <laughs> They've revamped that part of it. So, it's not all that bad, I don't think. But um, new field, so it's pretty nice. The um, Huntsville Trash Pandas, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Their stuff uh, begins this year as well. They've oh. got a new stadium up there. So, Casey, if you're listening, we'll have to uh, get together and uh, go up that way. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun a fun trip. By the way, Casey, Caraway, and Paul all partook in a Rocket League tournament last week. Cool. And? They did not win. <laughs> uh, Rocket League is one of those things I've never gotten into. It looks super fun, and I think I would enjoy it. But I've just never gotten into it. I played it for a little bit because Casey wrote me into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just not – I don't have the reflexes. Well, if I'm not mistaken, back in the bonus episode, Casey, we were talking about games that we've got the most time in, and that yeah. was Casey's. Yeah, he's got so, a lot. Yeah. Um, go back and check out that bonus episode. That's uh, back in September, right right before um, yeah. Castlevania Symphony of the Night was released. So. And he was talking about how, you know, he figured they'd be the oldest people there. Talking about, you know, we're too old to be gamers. I looked it up. Average age of a gamer. It's 37. 35. 35. But I think a few years ago it was lower than that. It's steadily going up. Well, yeah, because the this generation, you know, yeah. grew up with Nintendo's getting a little older. Exactly. I mean, we're 90s kids. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're in our mid-30s doing a retro uh, game review. Yeah, a very successful uh, retro gamer, internationally renowned. Hey, it is international. We do have some uh, have some downloads internationally. It's pretty neat. Got some followers in Iran. Yeah, uh, through SoundCloud, we uh, stay safe out there. <laughs> we um, decided we would we would um, try to double dip a little bit. We put the uh, the podcast on SoundCloud to see how it's uh, how it's doing. So we had some some uh, international people follow us. And the only time double dipping is acceptable. <laughs> Well, unless it's all yours. If it's yours, double dip. Yeah, it's but if it's shared, that's that's a no-no. Yeah, that's a big no-no. What about if it's the opposite end? How about that? No. No? No. So if it's like a chicken finger, and you take it, you dip it, and you take a bite of it, then you take the other end of the chicken finger and dip it, it's that, not acceptable. The only way I think that would be acceptable is if you and the other party agreed upon it. Okay. But if it's a Or if you had your thing, own condiment thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's your own personal thing. That's okay. why I like uh, 
the uh, Mexican restaurants that give you your own bowl. I like it. But if I'm at a party and there's a big thing of dip, I'm just going to get a plate and dip out dip. You want If I'm at a party and there's dip, I want to be the first person to get the dip to make sure no one is double dipped before me. Yeah. Like, that. It's a small little kind of pet peeve, but that's where I go with that. It's like, if I'm not the first one in it, then... You're never getting in it. Then I'm not going to get in it. Exactly. I don't blame you, because you never know. You never know. Double dipping is like putting your whole face in the dip. Well, then you get people like my wife, who who will dip chips into the bowl, which I'm okay with. But Carrie really likes uh, Doritos and French onion dip. Like, I like regular, you know, ruffle with the waves or whatever... And French onion dip. Doritos don't need dip. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at, but she swears by it. She loves it. Well, it leaves the, it leaves the Doritos fungus in there. Like it's the cheese, the cheese that comes off the Dorito when you dip it is still in there. <laughs> Doritos fungus. Well, I don't know what to call it. It's that from now on. Well, we'll I watched a that. video of some guys eating uh, pork rinds, and they were putting uh, pimento cheese in the pork rinds. They call it an Alabama taco. I've heard that. I was offended. I've heard that. that, uh, just, that I've never heard. Disgusting. I've never done it. That's got to be like new wave hippie crap. Uh, no, th- well, this this was a good old country boy I saw and, and the dude from Scotland. Well, we're way off topic, but we we, we went way. <laughs> Do you remember? Um, uh, gosh, my Beatles on a log. Oh, is that the raisins on the on the cel- peanut, and peanut butter and the celery? I do remember that. Yeah, that's some good stuff right there. Buddy. Those were good. Those and were that's good. a weird combination, but it works. It really is probably because it, celery tastes like air <laughs> or water. Yeah, pretty much. So, all right. Well, back on track. Uh, we're going to go from Beatles on a log, <laughs> celery snack to Sonic Three. Oh, ants on a log. <clears throat> we always called it Beatles. I don't know why, but ants I guess would make more sense. Those are some kind of big ants, though. Or cow really ants. small beetles, so I don't know. Or cow killers. Well, those are te- those are technically wasps. Yeah. Um, oh no, you talking about the cow ant? Yeah, the big red one. Yeah. Yeah, cow killer. You ever stepped on one before? Uh, no. No, no, no. I'm not like talking about like barefoot. You ever like kind of press down on one, like mistakenly like step on one or like take a step, and be still? I haven't, but I've heard that they like scream. Yeah, they scream. It's creepy, dude. It's super creepy. Like, you ever been ah, bitten by one? Ah, no, but that, I've heard it. That crap hurts. You have been bitten? I have been bitten by one. Bitten or stung? Yeah, I, I call it a bite because they don't really have a... Well, ants don't have a stinger. Do they? No, they, bit, they, they bite you. No, they bite you. I don't know. I, I'm not uh, But pro- you're telling me that's, that's, that's called a wasp. It's technically a, fl- a wasp without wings. Well, how about this? We're from Alabama, so let's say it like we're from Alabama. A wasp. A wasp. That's a wasp. Okay, I never knew that. I always consider they were always called cow ants. We always call them cow ants. Yeah, I, I do too. Cow okay. ants, cow killers. I've never heard them called cow killers. But you ever seen those giant hornets? Yes. Those things kill uh, horse flies. Those uh, those Japanese hornet things too. Those things are freaky. They sound like a daggum, I don't know, freaking helicopter coming. Well, around. I'm, I'm telling the first time I ever saw one, and this is a hornet the size of a hummingbird. I didn't go back outside for two weeks. <laughs> Uh, that does not surprise it me. It flew right in front of my face. And you I, said nope. I, I noped right out of noped there. Noped right out of there. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of like this part of when we do our game reviews where we don't review the game. <laughs> and we're just back and forth like this. This is awesome. I love it. Well, it's knowledge. 
Well, it's and knowledge. knowledge is power. I mean, and to me, it's entertaining. To everybody else, it probably sucks. So if you're one of those pretty Nobody people, I'm, I'm sorry. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, according to a guy at work, uh, Taco, he, um, which is a funny story. Maybe one day I'll tell it on a bonus episode or something. But um, he always makes fun of me because I put so much time and effort into preparation for for a lot of these podcast episodes. He says, "Why are you working so hard? Nobody listens to your podcast." <laughs> So, Thanks, Taco. Yeah, I appreciate it. If you're it. even real. <coughs> and uh, well, and, and before we get into it, um, I did venture out and and do the promotional. You know, you can pay for a promotion through Facebook, like a yeah. dollar a day, and they'll you know kind of put it in different places. We've had a lot of good feedback through Facebook and Instagram. For actually, I think our most well received Instagram post, and it's just a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog three. It could be also that everybody's going through Sonic Mania, not the game right now, um, <laughs> with, the the new, movie, with, a, yeah. with a movie. Um, so I've heard a lot of good things about it. Like so a dollar a day. A dollar a day for, I think, like the last 10 days. That's what uh, Sally Struthers wants from me to feed those children. She just, but, but we all know that that dollar a day goes to buy her hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you, South Park. <laughs> so... Um, Was that be, on South Park? Yeah, yeah. South Park made fun of Sally Struthers because of Starving Marvin, the little Ethiopian kid, or as they kept calling Ethiopian, <laughs> Starving Marvin. And he would click and clack. Gosh, it was. Uh, you couldn't get by with that today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, had a lot of lot of feedback, a lot of reach out. Uh, had a had a guy uh, send me a message talking about how he was super excited for the. For the Sonic movie coming out, and I saw uh, that. Yeah, dude, man, he might be more of a Sonic fan than I am. I, I love Sonic. Sonic's awesome. You know, he's got all the attitude and everything that goes with, you know, the '90s, which kind of, you know, I guess is why Sega had such a run, like they did. Um, please tell me that your microphone's been on this whole entire time. My microphone may not have been on this entire time. We'll be right back. All right, so it was on. Oh, so you turned it back on? Uh, it was on the whole time. I'm talking about the recorder. You, you're, we're oh, recording yeah, we're recording now. Okay, yeah. you just jumped into it. <laughs> okay, so we're recording the whole time, so everybody heard everything that was just said. That's great. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know if it's great. It's it's a relief off my back. That it, but no, I thought... I, 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 since we're not using the headphones anymore, I can't hear myself. Right. So I look at the recorder, and I was looking for the little bar. I thought you were looking for a text message. No, I was looking for the the little the sound bar. Right. Right. I and I, I was like, I don't know if I can see it because it's kind of darkened out right now. So I looked at my. <laughs> it didn't look like it was on. It didn't. Yeah. Well, it clicked. <laughs> it clicked like it was off. Ugh. Golly, I mean, we're such amateurs at this. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, going back to the Facebook stuff, we've had a lot of lot of uh, people reach out, a lot of likes, a lot of new um, Facebook um, followers. Followers, thank you. Um, so hopefully that will translate into a whole lot of new listeners too. So if you're a new listener, welcome. Um, if you like this episode, God bless you. If you don't like this episode, go listen to um, Talk or Go Home. There you go. Or Turtles in Time. That's probably our... 
To me, that's our best episode. Yeah, it was. That's our best episode. It was, so. it was our pinnacle. Yeah, we peaked early. We peaked way early, and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> so, um, so Sonic Three was yeah. um, developed in in 1994. Um, a lot of people may not know this. This was supposed to be uh, the, the uh, this was one half of a game that was combined with Sonic and Knuckles. Um, but it was supposed to be all one game at, at, at the start of things. So is that why Sonic and Knuckles was not called Sonic 4? Yes. Because it was actually Sonic 3.5. Basically. Even though it was supposed to be Sonic 3. Yes. Yes. Knuckles was supposed to be a playable character. They just run out of a, a, lot, of, a lot of time, basically. They had a contract with uh, McDonald's for the toy line and everything, and... Uh, basically just ran out of time. Just couldn't get it done, so they said, hey, let's just throw out half of the game. Well, yeah. that's like our podcast. You know? That's what happened with Halo 2. <laughs> well, well, you know, we're supposed to do Sonic and 3 and Sonic and Knuckles as one, but we ran out of time. <laughs> so it's two episodes. That's that's how we're going to sell it anyway. How about that? Um, this, uh, this game was supposed to be uh, a top-down game, kind of like Sonic 3D Blast. And I found that in my research, and I'm like... Thank God it wasn't. Yeah, because that that just didn't look fun at all. <laughs> well, you know, we kind of went back with uh, when we talked about Donkey Kong Country Two a couple weeks ago, where it was said that Donkey Kong Country Two was great, but it didn't really improve on a lot of things about Donkey Kong Country One, and that's kind of why it may be considered the best, but by some, but you know, not necessarily to you and I, but like three. Um, there's a lot of things working against three. The Nintendo 64 had just come out, um, and they again they didn't really change anything about it. It's the same gameplay, just a little bit of a different setting. So, you know, I guess that's what they were going for. They were going for something new with the isometric top-down kind of view. But again, thankfully, it didn't go there. Um, and, and you know, Sonic did not make the transition to 3D as smoothly as Mario did. Um, Yes, that is correct, but Sonic Adventure was a really... It was. It was good, but it was kind of the peak for those games, too. I mean, Sonic Adventure 2 is pretty good, but... I'll agree. I'll agree. Then you get into uh, Sonic, uh, the which, whichever one was the werewolf one. Yeah. Then you get Sonic... That was Unleashed, I think. Yeah, Unleashed, Sonic, uh, Time, Lost Time, I don't know, something. But then Sonic 06, Ugh. which... You know, it's down funny. there with WCW Mayhem. You know, it's funny that you you set that out there. Um, I saw something where because Sonic's big right now. I saw where somebody had said that it's not unplayable, but at times it's unbearable. Just how broken it is with certain yeah. things, and like they don't really mind the time. You know, the uh, the story and everything. Uh, I was kind of out when he's making out with some human chick. That's stupid to me, but. Well, whatever. Sonic belongs in a two D world. I believe so, and and for for everybody that that says that, I I give you Sonic the Hedgehog four because that didn't do very well. Sonic um, belongs in a two D world developed by people who know how to develop Sonic sure. in the two D world. Sure. Well, I mean, you you keep this the sixteen bit aspect, but you can put an HD cover on it, and that's basically what they did with Sonic. Sonic Mania was, I, I think, it was a good shot in the arm for for Sonic in general. I think it was a good shot in the arm for Sega in general, and I think this movie is going to do really good things for Sega. And I'm not talking about to the point where, oh, here comes you know Sega coming back with a new console kind of thing, but 
I think it's going to generate a lot of interest in in the old school stuff even well, more. I, I, you know, there is something about Sonic that has always bothered me. And, you know, you and I were huge fans of the comics. Yes. Good old Archie comics. Yep. We were also fans of... You these. know they don't make those anymore. They, they yeah. discontinue. Okay. You, you can buy the collections on Amazon. I've looked at some of those. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> that was uh, going to be a birthday gift for you Aww. at some point. Well, thanks for ruining job, it. But anyway. <laughs> uh, and we're also fans of the Saturday morning cartoon. Yes. Why did they never integrate that world into the games? Um, they kind of did to an extent with Sonic Spinball. Sonic Spinball was the only one that had the comic book slash Saturday morning AM characters in it. And what it was is you had to make into a a uh, special bonus stage where, surprise, surprise, Sonic's in another pinball machine. <laughs> and as you release your friends like Antoine and Sally and Boomer slash Rotor, um, those of you that just got that, God bless you. Um, Which one was he? Boomer first. He was he was Boomer first because and, and, and uh, was it uh, issue six? They changed him to Rotor. I think they so. made a big deal about it. yeah. Why they change it? I I don't know. I, guess I remember because look at what they missed out on. Okay, Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember Vacation Bible School. I had just gotten that comic book, and we were at Vacation Bible School, and I had this green shirt. And they're like, okay, y'all can make a shirt, whatever you want on it. Just make sure it has BBS and whatever the year was, 1994 or whatever, 93. Yeah. So I'm making this BBS shirt, and I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And I got this, like, glitter um, glue paint stuff, and I'm putting all of their names on there. Well, one of them I put on there was Boomer. Well, I would wear this shirt to school, and my fourth grade teacher, Mr. Ray, was making fun of me all year. He started calling me Boomer because of it. <laughs> not Antoine, not Sonic, not Tails. He picked out Boomer of all oh, things man. on there. So, God, you remember those days, though, when we'd be excited to go get the new issue of Sonic? Oh, dude. I remember in sixth grade, I got grounded because I was bored in class. I started doodling, and the teacher got on to me, told my mom about it. And it wasn't like I was failing the classroom. I was just like, nobody else was getting it at, at the rate I was kind of thing. So, like, we've gone over the same thing for the past four days, and I get it. Like, that teacher wasn't cool like Mrs. G. No. Um, so, anyway, at the time, my, my mom was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the one thing I know you were looking forward to the most, and I'm going to take the comic book away. She had already gotten it. Oh, man. She had gotten it and then took it away from me. I hadn't had a chance to read it. And she put it in her vehicle. She drove back and forth to work for like a whole month. And then when that month was over, I finally got it. And like three days later, the next issue came out. So I was kind of like, okay, that's not too bad. <laughs> yes. Worst things can happen. So, uh, God, you yeah. never take them out of the plastic and smell. Oh, yes. I miss Where did you days. get yours at? Uh, some some store in the mall that is no Food World. There. Food World. Went to Food World? Yep. I went to this old bookstore in the mall because that was back when we went to the the Gadsden Mall quite a bit. Yeah. Unlike Roy Moore. It's <laughs> about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry for coughing in your ears, guys. Um, we are... I am enjoying this conversation. I really, really am. But we are way off topic. Well, well, well hold it on ties in. It ties in. Because people, people will now consider, you know, you've got Mario and Peach. You've got Link and Zelda. 
Rapture, and then they say you've got Sonic and Amy Rose. But what about Sally Acorn? Yeah. That was well, who we grew up with. That's who we grew up with. And comic books, Saturday AM. Um, I, Amy Rose was in Sonic CD. You know, she'd run around, she'd hug Sonic and Sonic CD. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of where it come into play. And then all the predecessor cartoons, she was always a staple. It was never Princess Sally. It's weird that they had different continuities like that. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog versus Sonic AM or Saturday AM. Yeah. So, I mean, you got one that's a little more serious, a little more dark, and you got another one that's just like very, very cartoon. I mean, they were, they were, they had worse continuity than DC does <laughs> with their stuff. <laughs> None of the movies and shows are different. Exactly. Exactly. And this Joker is not the same as that Joker, who's different from the Joker you remember from before. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, um, trying to get back onto it, um, I, I always considered the music and the graphics being way over the top better than Sonic 2. Over the top bad or? Over the top good. Oh. Um, the music, obviously, there's always the, the rumor, and I think we've touched on it with Sonic, our Sonic 2 episode, actually, um, about Michael Jackson being in it as an uncredited um, performance. I don't know. Yet I always heard that he wrote it, and that's why Sonic Wait. 3 doesn't get put out on like uh, the Genesis Mini or stuff like that. Well, um... I don't know because they've they've done remakes of it. I've got a Sonic and Knuckles Mega Collection for PlayStation Two, and it's got it on it. And I've got um, a download from 360 that I've that I've had that you know was just a reprise, the Christian Whitehead yeah. reprise of it. Well, so. then why don't they put it on the Genesis Mini or the? Uh, I've got like the 40 Sega games on Switch, right? That, that collection and right. Sonic Three is not on there. That's crazy. And that's I, the first thing people pointed out when they. <laughs> Uh, revealed the games or Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles yeah I I don't know if that's it I don't know if it's I don't know I don't know I don't know if it's a production issue I don't know if it's like you said something to do with the whole Michael Jackson thing they don't want the black eye because of Michael Jackson's well, I, issue or well, what or, I always thought it was because they couldn't get rights to I'm sure that's probably got something to do with it because if I'm not mistaken doesn't he have rights to like the Beatles music or his estate uh, yes. It, or had it? Yes. Uh, uh, the, the, the Beatles song Revolution. Yeah. Come on, it's our revolution. You yes. know, um, he bought that and he marketed it to Pepsi because of the whole, you know, Generation Next yeah, program that. that Pepsi did. And like Paul McCartney got like really, really super mad at him about it because um, he said, you know, that song meant this. It didn't mean to sell, you know, flipping soft drinks kind of thing. Yeah. And like Paul McCartney, like basically, and Justin, if I'm wrong, if you happen to listen to this and I'm wrong, you know, correct me some way or another. But basically, Paul McCartney spent every dime he had to get Hey Jude because that's that that song meant that much to him. Yeah. He, to, the, to the Beatles. In fact, I think that's the only uh, Beatles song that's credited as McCartney Lennon instead of Lennon McCartney. Right. Because that was like his big. That was his baby. Right. That song. Right. And I said, I think he spent like basically every dime he had on that song to make sure he had the rights to it. And, you know, I guess he has the rest now is history, but whatever. Stupid Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, kind of like the, the Donkey Kong Country. Thriller was awesome. Thriller was awesome. Um, kind of like the uh, Donkey Kong Country games, there was a lot of front depth and a lot of background depth. Um, what do you call it? Parallax. Parallax, that's it. Yeah, with backgrounds moving slower in the foreground to give the illusion of depth. <laughs> sure. 
Um, now, okay. Now, well, I, I guess we can talk about this now about the colors. Okay. If that's all right with you. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I noticed this very quickly that Sega has a much more limited color palette they than do. Super Nintendo. They do. By a massive amount. They do. <laughs> and I think that was really evident on this game because I've said several times that background's kind of my thing now. Sure. I, I like to see what they've done to make the game make the game look more 3D than what it is. Right. And you just didn't see, like, when you're looking over the jungle, it's just kind of bland. It's, it's like they didn't have enough greens, if that makes sense. Sure. To really make it pop. Right. And since then, and I, I, I know it's on my phone and text message I sent you, but we, when we found out how limited Sega's color palette was, mm -hmm. and... Super Nintendo just had so many different colors they could use. I, I really would like to see a remaster where they can do it justice. I think that, I think that there would be a great game. I think all these games would be great if they could just remaster them and I kind of use air quotes there, remaster them, but to an HD style. A lot of people kind of crapped on Sonic 4, but I thought that it did regardless of the the momentum issues that it had with Sonic. You know, used to, you'd run around with Sonic game, you'd jump, and you kept going forward because that's where your momentum was. Yeah. And the fact that they looked forward, you know, in the 89, 90 to 94 to do that, but they can't get it flipping right in 2015 or whenever Sonic 4 come out, you know, that's crazy. It looked great. I thought it looked fantastic. It was HD, everything, you know, from the playability standpoint of it, it, it was really fun. It was really fun, but just that momentum thing just killed a lot of people on it. it it's odd because it's like it took them a while to get someone to really make a Sonic game that was that lived up to the reputation before right. Sonic Mania. Right. But I, I mean, for what for what it's worth, I mean, I think it looked great on Sega Genesis. Yeah. For what they could do. Sure. It would have I mean, looked they, better. They, they maxed Super, it out. It would have looked better on Super Nintendo. That's blasphemous, I know, for a lot of people. But <laughs> well, it, I, I, I will I will say this. 35-year-old Clint will agree with you. I think it would have looked better had it been on – had the capabilities of what the Super Nintendo had. As, as far as that respect. I'm not sure about any of the other specs between Sega and Super. but Well, that, that's a big one, though. I mean, because you start talking about different shades, you know, shades of green, shades of gray kind of thing. That makes a, uh, makes a big difference in the way – the appearance of things. So – um, so as far as the setting of Sonic 3, uh, this game takes place right after Sonic 2. Uh, a lot of people speculate that it's like a couple of days after or whatever. My, my thing of why I've always believed it takes place right after Sonic 2 is, um, Tails is flying the tornado. Ah, look at that. There you go. Um, he's not flying the tornado and he's got the little rocket, uh, booster thing on the bottom of it like he had in Sonic 2. So that's you know when he's trying to get Sonic up to the death or on the on the rocket to get to the death egg in Sonic Two. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying things like I know you know it, but I'm sure you probably. Well, does two take place right after one? Two. I don't know if they, they actually made that very clear or not. I mean, it's almost like you could take one through Knuckles and mash it, them all up, make it just one big massive game. Well, and I'm going to get to that too, um, but. Um, like I said, this to me this is always kind of taking place right off, right after Sonic Two. Yeah. Makes now when sense. when you're when you're flying in, you're flying in over water, and then all of a sudden you show up on this island. 
well, what you don't know going forward, well, what I didn't know going forward, with this this is called the floating island. Well, if it's floating, why the heck is it in water? So I got to look in because, you know, eight-year-old Clint never looked at the instruction manual. Eight-year-old Clint just picked up the game and took <laughs> off with it. Got to look at the instruction manual. After Sonic 2, whenever the death egg fell, it fell on this island, and the weight of the death egg pushed it down into the sea. So that's why it's no longer floating. Well... He's basically convinced Knuckles, the Echidna, the guardian of the island and the of the master Chaos Emerald, that, hey, here comes this blue hedgehog. He's here to get your master emerald. You need to go stop him. <laughs> and while you're Knuckles out stopping him. Gullible. Yeah, pretty much. And while you're out stopping him, I'm going to go get the master emerald for myself anyway. It's basically, I mean, that dastardly robot that. Oh, man. Not he's... Eggman. I'm going to go ahead and get on that limb again. Tell you what, if he can make that sale, he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Yeah, I love you for that. <coughs> so, um, one of the weird things that Hammy did say, and I do not have a explanation for it, is Sonic and Tails are flying in. Sonic jumps off the plane. He's got the Chaos Emeralds from Sonic 2 with him. And he takes off as supersonic, flies onto this island, and then what happens? Knuckles just knocks him right out of it. Knocks him out of it, and, he, and, and the Chaos Emeralds scatter. And then Knuckles picks up all the Chaos Emeralds. And the first thing you asked was, how did he do that? And I do not have an answer for that. I, I really do not. I don't know how he how he knocked him out like that. It's a plot hole. I, it could Unless be. Unless it's explained later. It might be in the instruction manual. So, you know, from the very get-go of the game, you've got this new red character that is kind of, you know, teasing you and taunting you the entire time. He's stolen your Chaos Emeralds. Antagonistic. Very. Um, but the first level, the Angel Island level, you're you're on, you know, this lush jungle forest area, kind of like Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Not, not really, but kind of. Um... And I remember, you know, going through the, through the start of the level, well, very, very quickly, you can find this big, gigantic ring that has been in, you know, Sonic 1 when you jump into it and go to a special stage to get the Chaos Emeralds. So I remember the, one of the first times I ever jumped into it, I jumped into the ring, and it says, Get Blue Spears. Well, this is completely different. It's a brand-new special stage than what it was in Sonic 2 or even Sonic 1. Sonic 1 had that rolling... Uh, you know, thing full of jewels and stuff. I remember that. You that had to get yeah. That. And then Sonic Two was the was the half pipe. Well, this one right here, all of a sudden, you're kind of in this 3D world where the, you can make the world kind of twist around Sonic. Um, I saw it was, it was Sonic turning. Well, he is turning, but that's how they that's how they did it in the game. And really, that even though that level seems much more vast, those levels take up less space on the Genesis than the actual overworld level do. Oh, wow. The way they did it with the parallax and everything, with the way the you know everything would come up, they said it took less memory for that, and that's why they went with that and put everything else into the graphics of Sonic 3. So that, anyway, you're in this I level. Like yeah. I, I like stuff like that. So you're in this level um, that's kind of, the, you know, it's like a miniature world in a way. It kind of looks like a, you know, a round sphere world. Like King Kai's planet. A little bit, a little bit. Hopefully not as much gravity. <coughs> um, anyway, it, it tells wouldn't, you. It wouldn't bother him. He's already supersonic. Well, there you go. Um, or he has been. He has been. Maybe he could be supersonic blue. Wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe he is now. Maybe he is. Um, anyway, the first thing it tells you to do is get blue spears. 
what well, isn't again Clint didn't read the instruction manual so I'm just getting blue spheres like I go down I'm mowing I literally I'm going down one line getting blue spheres turn around coming back getting blue spheres it was probably six years before I figured out I could go around the perimeter and they would turn into rings and I think I found that by mistake I really do <laughs> so yeah yeah, that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Well, by gosh, you have mastered those bonus levels by now. Well, I, I've had a lot of practice at them, um, and we'll get into that uh, probably the Sonic and Knuckles episode. But um, so yeah, the, the they change the bonus stages. Um, they they give you some different things that you can do. Um, you know, if you get all the rings, you get a perfect, which gives you a, a basically an extra life and a continue. Um, well, excuse me. I'll, let me let me backtrack. If you get a perfect, you automatically get an extra life because it's a fifty thousand point um, bonus. So the points do matter in Sonic. The points do matter. I'm not Mario. A lot Mario. Well, well, the rings, the rings, and the coins matter uh, in Mario and Sonic. Um, but if you get fifty rings in a bonus stage, you get a continue. And I don't. Do you know what a continue is in Sonic? I don't know if you've ever. Is that after you get a game over? When you get a game over, yeah. you can start back at least from Act One of whatever level you're in. Right. So, that's uh, why uh, I kept playing on hard on Ninja Turtles Four because it was giving me the most most continues. Lives are continues. I didn't realize that I was putting it on hard. <laughs> I just thought I was giving myself an advantage. I thought I was putting it on easy. Right. Hey, this got the most. I'm going with it. Um. It's after Angel Island. What is that word? <laughs> well, I've kind of gotten a bit of, uh, ahead of myself, but um, right after Angel Island is what I've always called Hydro City. I've always called it Hydro City, but I've heard here lately people calling it Hydrocity. Hydrocity Zone, Hydro City Zone. I don't know. I don't know which one's right. You know, y'all, y'all let us know what you think, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's know. Is it Hydro City or Hydrocity? Um, this right here, you jumped into me ahead of time. Um, one thing that they introduced in, in this game, before we move on to Hydro City, Hydrocity, um, was a mid-boss. This is the first one of the series of this series that had a, mis, a mid-boss. And basically what it is, it's just a boss that only takes six hits instead of the traditional eight. Um, it, and it's not really Robotnik. It's like a Robotnik robot it's like his games sure um you first see this on angel island whenever uh, about a quarter of the way through the first level or halfway through the first level where he just shows up this really neat cool music comes in this guy comes down you just start hitting him and hitting him and hitting him and hitting him and you're like whatever i do is not doing anything what am i supposed to do the next thing you know, they've they've set the screen on fire, and you're like, "Well, Sonic's dead." <laughs> so they've they've taken this whole entire uh, like, and after the fire burns up, you look, and they basically burn this whole entire jungle, you know. And it's like, "Holy crap!" So I mean, like you're like really getting into this whole entire game, and from that point on, you really realize it's different than most of the Sonic games have been in the past. Yeah, that was I, I thought that was amazing. For, well, the, for the time. For the time, I thought it was too. But at the time, when you first play that, like, if you don't know that's coming, like, if I take my nephew, who's four, and maybe he could get to that point, and he sees that, he's going to be like, well, I'm dead. I mean, yeah. can you just imagine, like, well, the whole the whole land's on fire. How does that happen? So, I mean, I just, I always thought that there was a cool thing. But um, then you, you know, obviously, 
you uh, you end up uh, later in the in the first act. You end up beating the mid boss, um, and then you know you go to Act Two. Well, one of the things that I always thought was amazing and fantastic about Sonic Three versus any other uh, Sonic game was the difference in the music in Act One and Act Two. To my knowledge, they didn't do that in Sonic and Knuckles. It was the same music for Act 1 and Act 2. So, yeah, they basically doubled the amount of tracks. Right. So, you've got one, and, and you know, you'll play through it, and you're kind of, okay, this is kind of a cool beat. And you get to, to Act 2, and it's the same beat, but yet it's different. Like, just, I don't know if, it's not necessarily the timing, because it's, it's very similar but just different little things about it. And when we kind of showed it when, or I kind of showed you when we were watching the eventual YouTube. Yeah. And they video. changed the music after they said fire to the rain, didn't they? No, no, they didn't change that music until after oh. the music changed. When the mid balls come in, it kind of had that kind of funky, um, kind of rock kind of beat that come in with the, with, you know, that's the, all the mid boss music. And then it goes back to the original Zone One music. Okay. Then after you beat him, they've changed that music up just a little bit. So I, I always thought that was a fantastic thing. Because I know it sounded like I was crapping on Sega earlier with their colors, but that was a really nifty trick. Just yeah. completely changing the level, just boom. Yeah. It's a, it's a it just by really they just flipped the colors and added a few little things, but they made it look completely different. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, when you get into uh, the level two levels, again, the musical change. Um, and then, you know, at the end of level two, at the end of act two, excuse me, um, you always fight Robotnik. And Robotnik's got, you know, the, the goofy little ships and little attachments and everything to try to stop Sonic. You know, you beat Sonic. Well, at the end of almost every level, you see Knuckles again. And Knuckles is still, you know, kind of being that jerk jerk there you go i was gonna say something different but um it's pg so at the end of the first level he's kind of got this switch and you're standing on a bridge just kind of looking up at him and he'll hit the switch and the bridge will fall out from under you and that's how you kind of transition to the second zone which i and, and you and i talked about this beforehand how i thought it was kind of cool that there's a reason why you're at this zone it's not just a change of scenery right this is what happened like knuckles hit this switch we went down here it's not like a flash you're in a new world sure it's, it's hey here's why this happened right makes a very smooth transition right and that's one of the things that they did very 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 well in sonic mania um so if you guys haven't checked that one out so i know it's a newer game not a retro game but it plays a lot like a retro game it's worth a it's worth a worth yeah. a shot um so that leads us to hydrocity hydrocity hydro city <laughs> Um, this is a water level. The um, I, I believe every Sonic game has had at least some sort of a water level. Sonic 2 really didn't have one. It had a little bit of one in the chemical plant. Like there was a little water area there. Um, and then there's a little bit of a water area in Aquatic Ruin. They just want their water level so they can have that little music. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, when Sonic's drowning. Um, 20 seconds. 20 seconds is the number. Nintendo characters could apparently breathe underwater. Uh, all day, every day, buddy. Yep. Um, they have deals. <laughs> so, uh, again, Hydrocity, Hydro City is one of the, uh, the, the water level. Um, 
it's kind of a aquatic ruin. Well, not an aquatic ruin. That's Sonic too, but like an Atlantis. Like an Atlantis. That's a very good, very good. Uh, so, is it in the ocean that the floating island fell into, or is it in a ginormous lake in the floating island? <laughs> it's Lake Erie. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I've always assumed it's the ocean, but Hydro City was um, on the island already. It's like a think of it as like a lake already on the island yeah kind of thing so that's that's my basic i mean a lot of this doesn't make sense like you know later there's a freaking carnival zone like yeah. why is there a carnival zone? and who builds ruins underwater yeah so let's build an underwater city sure but we can't breathe well let's we're, just build the city and flood it how about we're, that we're not on nintendo maybe they uh, uh built a dam somewhere and, just... <laughs> and the beavers got to, you know that <laughs> they took the beavers out <laughs> you, you know uh, what's that land that that land that dam close to us Neely, Neely Henry you know that there was like not a full fledged <coughs> town but yeah. a pretty significant community that got that's now underwater yeah that's now underwater and there was a um, a um, um, a fort there's a fort over there from back in the day it's, it's, it's got a landmark and everything over there Mays did a project on it for fourth grade on it so it's underwater um, so parts it, of it is, yeah. So it's Hydro City. It's Hydro City. So we need to go over there and... There's not down. enough bubbles in that water to keep us alive. <laughs> Apparently giant catfish. But anyway, yes, let's keep going. We're um, topic. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I did note about this particular level was in Act 2, when you first start out, there's a moving wall. That, that wall gave you fits. That wall gave me seven lives worth of fits because I... <sighs> You would get to a point where you would get in front of the wall, but you'd hit a spring, and the spring would make you go back toward the wall. Very devilishly placed spring. Well, you know, in some of the remakes, it wasn't there. And I think if you lock Sonic and Knuckles on, it's not in there. Because they realize, wow, they, we're, we're terrible people for putting that spring in there. Because <laughs> apparently you get stuck to you that You get wall. stuck to it. Yeah, and the only way to get out of it is spin dash. Well, what happens when you spin dash away? You hit the spring. You hit the spring and go right back. So it took me a minute. I remember that level giving me fits when I was young, too. That part of that level giving me fits when I was young, too. But, you know, we finally got around it. But um, that, uh, there's a, you know, there's a couple of rings in there to get the uh, to get the Chaos Emeralds. Um, and you eventually you make your way, um, make your way to Robotnik. Robotnik's got a neat little, um, I always thought it was neat. Um, where he's got this ship that's got a propeller on the bottom, but he's kind of spitting out these like water grenade looking things. Well, he'll turn the propeller on, and if you touch it, you'll die, but or you'll get hit. But um, if you time it just right when he puts the um, the grenades in the water, you can jump with the grenades, and it'll launch you up. He's just high enough you can't jump and hit him. But if you hit the grenades at the right time, you can kind of jump up and hit him that way. So they introduced grenade jumps before Halo. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, but there was a little bit of a, um, and we haven't really t- touched on the shields, um, but you can get a bubble shield, which allows you to, I said bubble shield. There you go. Hey, Halo. Stop <laughs> stealing stuff from Sonic. Yeah. Um, get your own ideas. Um, the bubble shield would allow you to breathe underwater, would repel a couple of, um, of uh, like, energy ball attack kind of things. But uh, you could also bounce with it, so it would give you just enough bounce to get robotic. So if you made made a point to have a bubble shield, we got in there, that part was really 
easy. It really was. So, you know, and that's just from years of playing it. Um, whenever, if you guys go and watch the YouTube video, you see that I make pretty short work of Robotnik because of the bubble shield. If I had to do it the other way, it'd probably take me a minute because he only does three or four of those grenades, those water grenade things, and then he'll come down with his propeller and pull the water up, and then the water pulls you into it, and you can actually go up and, and die if you don't have any rings. So it's neat. It's, it's just a neat concept. It's not just, hey, let's just hit him, you know, like like the first level kind of was. For some reason, I'm really wanting to play Halo 3 right now. <laughs> well, uh, maybe one day we can get into that. Um, so that there leads you, uh, after you uh, defeat Robotnik and you free all the little animal things. And, and you weren't fond of Marble Gardens, were you? I was not fond of Marble Gardens. Once you get there, there is an eruption from underneath, like a geyser that takes you off screen. And then the next thing you see is Sonic falling into Marble Garden Zone. So there's your kind of transition again. Yeah. Where how you get to the next level. Well, Marble Gardens is, is I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's very hilly, very mountainous in a way. It's got a lot of steep inclines and declines. Um, very vertical. It is very vertical, but it's not all vertical. Um, not my favorite. It's got a couple of neat little things. There's this little top thing that you have to run on. It can help you like kind of float around. Yeah, let me think of those balloons in the lava world of DKC2. Yeah. Um, but then if you ever stop running and the top fell on the ground, it would just take off on you. So that was kind of a weird new concept. It had these little yo-yo things where you would uh, grab a hold of it. It's like a ring, and you would grab a hold of the ring, and it would pull you up. So it's like a reverse yo-yo, I guess. <laughs> um, so it had a couple of neat little concepts. A lot of spikes. Um, a lot of hidden enemies. There were like these little hidden grasshopper things, um, and then that one kind of spider thing that was underneath the um, the springs. A lot of times. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's not my favorite zone, but you know, I guess it's it's different. Um, the music is kind of okay. Not again, not my favorite. I could kind of do without this zone altogether, but. Um, one, one neat thing is uh, in the second act is Robotnik will come by. Uh, you kind of get in this blank screen. You think it's going to be the boss battle, but it's not. Robotnik will drill upwards, and the, the, the uh, level kind of starts falling a little bit. Well, when you finally get to Robotnik, he just shows up with this drill, this big, huge drill, and drills into the bottom and then goes upwards. And the whole screen falls out from under you. And all you see is the background. And it's like a very mountainous background. Well, then, you know, you're sitting there thinking, well, how the heck am I supposed to beat Robotnik this go around? Because I'm not even on the ground. Well, one of the things that they introduced in Sonic 3 was if you had the second player, Tails could temporarily fly and carry Sonic to some new heights. You know, if it was in within maybe, I don't know, six, seven seconds of flying. Well, in this level, when the... Um, when the level falls out from underneath you, Tails is flying and carrying Sonic. So this, to me, was always like one of my favorite boss battles. Not so much when I was little, but now more that I'm older because like, you can kind of appreciate it. Like they threw you kind of for a loop in a way. So um, standard kind of thing. You kind of figure out the tendencies and what little things uh, Robotnik's doing. Like when he he'll come onto the screen to say he's coming from top to bottom. You can hit him, and then Sonic will fall off screen, Tails will go pick him up. Well, you kind of see in the background where Robotnik's going. So when he is going from top to bottom, 
and he goes down uh, around you kind of see he'll kind of loop behind you and then maybe he'll come from left side of the screen to the right side of the screen or if he loops you know downward uh, in the background that means he's coming from the, from the bottom side coming up so and uh, every which way he he turns that drill a different way to where he can hit you so you know it's pretty easy to to get hit lose your rings if you happen to have supersonic by this time it helps just because you're invincible from the fact that that drill won't hurt you but tail still has to carry you. I thought supersonic could fly supersonic kind of glides yeah, I don't know if I call it glides. Well, let me ask you this. He doesn't really t- touch the ground, but he's above the ground. Hover, maybe? How, how does tails tails work? I don't I, know. I've, I, been, <laughs> I've been sitting here this entire time, been talking. and <coughs> I don't know how he can turn his tails, because eventually it'll just tie up. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I watched the mid credit scene from the Sonic movie. Yeah. I just spoiled some stuff. Yeah, you did. Good job. Well, you know what? Uh, that's that's on you. It's only been a week. It's only been a week. So anyway, and and I remember thinking then, it's like, I wonder how his tails work. I was always wondered that. Wrapped up with each other. Some of the people believe that, like he'll twist his tails one way, and, and then, then it goes back the other way. Goes back the other way. I'll accept that. Okay. But when you watch it, I mean, it looks like he's just literally. Turning his tails like a helicopter, so I don't know. Well, maybe, you know, I mean, Sonic, his feet move so fast, so it's like he's on a wheel. Or figure eight. Yeah, figure eight. So, quick sip of water, so that way I'm not coughing in you guys' ears. Um, so, once you uh, once you beat um, Marble Garden. Marble Garden, gosh almighty. Yeah, Marble, Marble Garden. Is it Marble Garden? Yeah. Mar- I'm thinking of Marble Hill, then. That's Mar- a- Marble Gardens. Okay, Marble Garden. I'm thinking of Marble Hill. Marble Hill is in Sonic One, so um, you uh, Tails once you once you defeat Robotnik, Tails has you. He's hovering, and he's taking you to the nearest land, I guess, which is Carnival Night Zone. So this is the one we talked about earlier. That is, it's very bright. It's very colorful. It's a very fun level. A lot of a lot of things going on. Um, this is where I finally got the seventh Chaos Emerald in my playthrough. Um, and that actually was a bad thing because I think I died more supersonic in Carnival Night than I did anywhere else. Um, but they got these little things, um, these little weird um, cylinder things that kind of bounce, and you have to. It took me forever, forever to learn what I had to do there. Um, and what you have to do is you have to push up and down on the cylinder as it's kind of sitting there, and that makes it go up up and down but forever i used to think it used to be like a spring like you had to kind of jump on it and as you got higher you would push it down more and you like kind of timed it like you jump at the top and as it was going down you'd hit it going down and it would go back down was this something that was probably in the instruction manual probably (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, i'll say this about carnival night not uh i really love the music in it the music i thought was was the second best music of the game, I thought, um, with the first being a little later in the game. And I like I like this level pretty good. I was I remember thinking I hope it's not like that casino level. Which one was that? Two? Casino night. Yeah, that was in two. I just I, I that sound of Sonic bouncing off those things will haunt my nightmares. <laughs> well, um, there's there's a <laughs> I know what you're talking about because there's a lot of that in this too. Ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. Um, again, um, I, 
this is where I got supersonic. So in my playthrough, when you get to the to the final bo- to the mid boss, um, it's this weird uh, thing, ship robot thing that's got this spinning top that's got spikes on it will come off, and it kind of looks like. Um, what was that game? Was it Crossfire that had those? Crossfire. <laughs> I've got that, by the do way. Do you? Holy crap. Did, did, have I not mentioned that? No. Did you oh, buy my gosh. New? All right. We're going to take a little sidebar here. Okay. I bought it. Brand Re- new. Recently. Still sealed. Recently. Re- uh, re- right before I got laid off. <laughs> it was my last purchase. It's as money well spent. It's <laughs> It's only like 35 bucks. So Crossfire, if I'm not mistaken, Crossfire is the one where you put that little top thing out there. I have no idea spinning. how the game works. I just remember the commercial. That's, Crossfire! That's all I needed. Crossfire! <laughs> okay, well, there you go. I, if I'm not mistaken, Crossfire is I, the one. It's got these little metal Yeah, the little tops. fidget spinners. Yeah. <laughs> and you shoot marbles. It's and a terrible shoot. idea for a game because you know you're going to lose every one of those metal marbles. Well, you'll lose I'm, all the metal marbles. I've been meaning to bring it over so we can review it. You know that would be a fun review. That, that would, would be a fun. That'd but be a fun like. We're going to put down review. like a blanket so we don't lose everything. Yeah, because there's like, I think like fifty or a hundred of those metal marbles. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that a bit. But yeah, you kind of throw that little top out there, and you got these marbles. You're trying to trying to basically kill each other's spinning top before it stops spinning. I think you're also make, trying to make it shoot into a goal or something. I don't know. Okay, maybe I'm thinking something different. I just. I just know that that one kid on commercial one, the other was like banished. He went flying off into the night. <laughs> it was like it was like a weird version of Thunder. Or an, excuse me, an awesome version of Thunderdome. Uh, excuse me again, a more awesome version of Thunderdome. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, um, so anyway, this thing's got Some this time like, in the future. Really, really. <laughs> Has this metal top thing that spins? Well, you have to hit the top of the um, of the robot for this I don't know thing to come down, and then the top has to hit it. And it took me forever to learn that one too. Probably not in the instruction booklet, so don't ask. But the thing that um, that was kind of weird whenever I would play it was if the top hit the hit the base, the bottom it would knock a section out, kind of like um, the final boss in Super Mario Brothers 3. Bowser? Know. No, not the boss. I'm talking about the bottom. Like, it had these little blocks that like, would dissipate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of the same same thing. As that top would come down, it would hit it, and it would go away. And if you Because you're just going down this basic... So could you make him like, knock out all the blocks and fall? You could, yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, it's terrible. You'd fall to your death. Because you're going down this shaft. It's like an elevator shaft, which apparently if you make the if you make the um, the the top spin for ten minutes, it just falls for ten minutes. But after you beat him, you fall pretty much immediately to the bottom, which is weird. So it's like an infinite shaft until you beat the boss, which is weird, but convenient. Very. Um anyway, in the in the when you finally beat that boss, in the second level you go through and they change the music up just a little bit again, and it, it's it's really cool. We didn't really get deep into that music because we were trying to get ready to go ahead and record, but um, we didn't get real deep into that music. But that music to me was probably the better of the two zones for the music. And I know how well you like the first one too. Yeah. So um, about halfway through this level, though, Knuckles will come up, and like I said earlier, this is a very bright 
um, level kind of taking place at night. Obviously, Carnival Night. Yeah, lit up because of the Carnival lights. So, Knuckles will come up and he'll hit a switch and he'll turn all the lights out. So, the whole level goes dim. So, you're like trying to run around in this dim level that goes a little bit underwater now that I think about it. Uh, and you have to find the switch to turn the lights back on. Um, is Knuckles the only person on the island? <sighs> yeah. Pretty much. So he has a whole carnival for himself. Pretty much. Wow. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's a, a, a crazy thing. <laughs> he might be nuts. Well, could be. Could be. Um, I, I know, like, in the comics, you know, because obviously the comics were very popular at a time where there were some, you know, there was a past echidna species on the island. So they give this whole backstory, and uh, he finds this uh, this ant that was basically like the precursor to the, um, or his tribe was a precursor to the echidnas. So they kind of protected the island before the echidnas were a thing, I guess. <laughs> um, but his name was Archimedes. So it was, it, I mean, it went to a crazy deep story. He's talking about how long he had been on the island and talk about how he knew Knuckles' dad and everything else. So, I mean, it, it, a lot of a lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff. But yeah, I guess for the games he is the only one on the island. Cuz it's like if there are other people at the carnival like kids and stuff, and also the lights go out. It's like, really? Knuckles? <laughs> Come on, Knuckles. Turn the lights back on. Stop being a jerk. You fungus. <laughs> So, um, at the end of this level, um, Robotnik will come out, and he's got this big, huge metal, uh, like, cannonball-looking thing, and he's got all these magnets around his ship, and he's high to, so high that you can't do anything to him, but whenever he um, makes the magnet go, these little, uh, uh, go around the ball, he makes all this electricity come out. Well, when he realizes he can't get you, he will drop down to pick the ball back up and that's when you hit him and he'll try to drop the ball on you again and you can actually you know get he can maybe drop the ball not all the way to the left of the screen but just almost if you get caught in that little small area that's kind of how he gets you so it's not a super hard balls but you can get trapped if you're not careful so uh, after that level though again here's the uh, where they where they do the transition to the next scene, you jump into this little, uh, what'd you call it? It's a cannon. Yeah, a cannon. Uh, and the cannon will kind of teeter back and forth and shoot you out to the upper right of the screen. And then all of a sudden, the, you jump on this door or something. I don't know what it is, but you're you're uh, skiing. You're in a snow level. And to me, this was the best music. Oh, you're snowboarding. Yeah, you're snowboarding. What did I say? Skiing. skiing. I said skiing. You're snowboarding. So I don't know exactly what he jumped onto. Um, there, there's some more backstory that maybe we can get to. Maybe it, it might be more of the Sonic and Knuckles uh, part of it. But um, whenever you jump onto it, you're you got this little snowboarding part of it, um, and then you're going through all these ice caves, lots of spikes, lots of enemies, lots of loops. You know, all these uh, snow-covered loopy loops. Um, you get to the first main boss. It's kind of a weird boss. It's it's this uh, machine that's got these six or eight basically ice cubes floating around it, kind of protecting it. And you have to pick the time when to hit it. Um, pretty easy for the most part. 
Um, I was supersonic, so it was really easy. Yeah. <coughs> um, second part of the level, um, kind of more of the same. You're a little more underground in the second part of the level. Um, when you finally do make it to Robotnik, um, well, I, I don't want to get too 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 far into it. There is one part where you've got these little platforms that are linked together, uh, and you have to spin dash. So you're spin dashing into the edge of the platform, and when you do, your momentum swings the platform higher, and then you jump to the next, you know, little balcony or whatever, and you just keep using those things to keep going higher. So that was kind of a neat thing, but. Um, eventually, you make your way to a Robotnik. He's got this um, uh, machine uh, that... No, Robotnik has a machine? No way. Um, he's, he's got this machine that's got uh, a platform on it, and the bottom of the platform has a bunch of spikes. Well, he lowers a platform, um, but whenever he does, all this... Um, what would you call it? Frost, I guess, comes off of it that'll turn you into ice. Carbon dioxide, I guess. <laughs> Nit- nitrogen, Sure. We'll go with it. Anyway, if you it's touch the it, stuff you turn they used to beat the uh, Terminator in T two. There you go, liquid That's nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen. Um, anyway, this stuff would come off of it. if you touch it, it would turn you to ice, which would make you lose all your rings. Uh, but the platform dropped dropped down enough where you could jump on top of the platform if you timed it right and jump and hit Robotnik. After like six hits, the platform goes away. His ship sinks. You hit the last two times. No big deal. Uh, the transition in this one is you spin dash into the snow and. I guess you took a wrong turn in Albuquerque and ended up at launch base <laughs> zone. So, um, launch base is what it what, what it kind of says it is. It's, it's the launch base for the Death Egg, uh, the aforementioned Death Egg. Um, when the when the level starts out, and I kind of pointed this out to Hammy, it took me a long time to really realize this. In the background, you see the Death Egg, and it's kind of uh, obviously of all places on this stupid island that the Death Egg is going to crash. It's going to crash in the most industrialized well, area. Imagine Robotic probably threw that up pretty quick. That whole entire level? Well, with all his robots. I mean, if he can outrun Sonic, well, you have he a, can do this. You have a point. You do have a point. Um, but anyway, you kind of see the Death Egg in the background, which I always thought was pretty neat. So it's almost like you're trying to get to the Death Egg. You're going all the way down this level and coming around to get to the Death Egg. So um, you make it through the, uh, the mid-boss uh, well, before you get to the mid-boss, you, you're riding these little carousel things. You jump in it, and it makes you go around as it kind of goes up. And um, you get to the top of one, and Knuckles throws a bomb and destroys the level. So we got a lot of level destroying going on here. But um, once you get to the mid-boss, um, it's, it's a weird-looking little robot thing with these little spinning arms. You just hit it six times. It's not super hard. It's just... It's a timing thing, and if you can be patient enough with it. So, um, the second level again, you've kind of reached the end uh, and kind of coming back around to uh, uh, the Death Egg on the on the second part. Um, a lot of pipes um, in this level. It's just the level design. Nothing nothing spectacular. Um, when you finally make it to Robotnik, he's. <laughs> I pointed this out to Hammy too. You're kind of on a slope that's sloping down, and then all of a sudden there's a platform. Well, this little arm will come out of the platform, and a cannonball will shoot out. And the cannonball will either come from above where the platform comes out or below where the platform comes up. You have to decide. Well, when the platform comes up, if you're quick enough, you can jump on the platform and jump up and hit Robotnik. Well, if you're really, really... uh, Well, A, if you don't care about your rings, and B... 
uh, or if you're already supersonic, or B, um, you're super, super quick, you can actually jump over Robotnik and find a spot back there where you just can't get hit. You just jump, 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 you kill Robotnik. Yeah, I remember you doing that. And that's on the playthrough. And that's on the playthrough. Uh, right after that, you think, okay, well, I've beat, beat Zone 6. That kind of should be the rest of it. Well, this is kind of where they decided, okay, we're going to we're gonna cut off the game here, this big, huge game that we've planned. We're going to cut this game off here. We're just going to put a final boss, it, you know, kind of tacked on the end of this. It's not its own zone or anything like that. We're just going to give you another uh, another boss to fight real quick. So if you haven't saved any rings, you're about to go into a 16-hit uh, boss battle with no rings. So you got to be super, super good. I've done that before, and... It's not easy. It really is. A lot of time and a lot of patience. A lot of, holy crap, what I just do? <laughs> what um, I got myself into? So anyway, you jump into this, I guess, spare Robotnik ship and kind of start flying. Well, all of a sudden, uh, you see Knuckles, and he's kind of standing on this uh, uh, metal beam kind of thing. Well, the ship goes up to it, and he kind of punches the ship, and he kind of chuckles or whatever. Then all of a sudden, the whole screen starts shaking, and it's the Death Egg firing. And it's starting to lift up. Well, Knuckles falls into the water, and your ship keeps going. And as you see it, you kind of see the thrusters and the boosters and everything lifting the ship up. Well, um, there's a little platform at the bottom of the uh, of the Death Egg. You jump on the platform, and this is where your final battle for Sonic 3 is going to take place. Robotnik will come down in another ship. How about that, Hammy? Another ship that's got these like endless supply, like these little laser beams that come out. And then it's got this little spike thing that will go over the top and kind of protect, try to protect you from hitting it. So it's a, again, another timing thing. But once you get, uh, I want to say, three hits in on it, the first set of lasers will go away. Once you get another three hits on it, the second set of lasers will go away. And you got two more hits on the actual ship itself. And the ship will explode. Well, Robotnik ship will go off screen on one side and come back up the other side. And then. Yet again, he's got another ship. Well, this one's got uh, spikes on the top, so you can't hit it on the top, and it's got two gigantic arms on it. Well, if the arms grab you, it will take you off screen and come down and slam you on the platform, and that's how you would lose your rings in that part of it. Um, If you don't have any rings, obviously it would kill you. So um, at this point in the playthrough, I think I had, what, one ring? Yeah, I had one ring during this part of it. So what he'll do is he'll kind of fly back and forth, back and forth across the screen. You have to kind of time. you got to hit over the arms but underneath the spikes. There's a sweet area there. You're going to get two hits on him, um, and then he's going to fall down. He's going to come down on the bottom of the platform and kind of go back and forth on the platform. So you have to time jumping over him, but he'll only do it so many times. He kind of has to know the pattern. Then he'll come back off the screen and then repeat. Eight hits, he's done. The platform starts exploding. It falls off. Then the uh, the Death Egg starts exploding. And then Sonic turns around and looks in the background. And you see this very, like, ashy uh, Death Egg falling. With cigar ashes. It looks like cigar ashes. That's what I told him. It always reminded me of, like, you know, if you smoke a cigar and you've got this really long ash that hasn't fell off yet. That's what it looks like to me. But um, that, that's the end of the game. That's, that's it right there. Um, Sonic and Knuckles will pick up exactly right there. The title screen of Sonic and Knuckles is Sonic is falling, uh, or you see the death egg falling, and then Sonic kind of falls down in the foreground, and he lands right beside Knuckles. 
and the uh, the Death Egg falls into um, a volcano. So that's where Sonic and Knuckles picks up. So that's that was what they were wanting to do was that be the midpoint of the game, and they jump right into the next act. So much so that if you are quick enough with uh, the button pressing and you get to the um, stage select menu, the Mushroom Hill Zone, which is the first zip zone of Sonic and Knuckles, the coding of it is still in Sonic 3. Wow. So, um, and I might be wrong, I want to say the, the uh, Flying Battery Zone, which is Zone 2 in Sonic and Knuckles, is in there too. So, you know, they had every intent, they just run out of time. They said, okay, we're, we're going to cut it off here, we're going to patch it up, send it out. How, how long was the time period between Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles? Six months. <laughs> they just needed six months. <coughs> they just needed six more months. But McDonald's is like, nope, we want to do it. So, dang it, Ronald. Did you, I, I, mean, I know you weren't necessarily a big Sonic or Sega kid back at that time, but did you ever have any of the toys? Yeah. Oh, yeah? I, yeah. Had, the, I had the Tails. I, I had the Tails and I used it. It was like this little pull cord thing that had this plastic it's like a helicopter, basically. You pull it, and tails would go launching up. I pulled it, you know, and was played with it so much until it just finally stripped out, and I had to get rid of it. I had a ton of uh, Sonic stuff, even though I didn't have a Genesis or the really? games. I, st- I mean, I love the cartoons. Yeah. I still love the comics. And I love come- when I'd come over to your house, I'd play it. Yeah. I had one Sonic came with, like, a bunch of like, little candies I in his stomach. That. You could open his stomach up and eat them. Yep. I remember Cookie Crisp. Uh Oh, gosh. Back in the day <laughs> when it was the criminal and his little dog, mm-hmm. uh, they had Sonic toys. It's like Sonic on like a skateboard. You could get a golden one. Well, this one this one had, uh, it was a Dr. Robotnik figure that you would wind up. And you could put it like on this table here. And if it got to the edge of the table, it would somehow or another sense that and turn around. It would never fall off. Magic. And then uh, I think Sonic was a pullback toy. And then Knuckles, I think, was just a rolling toy. He's like he was on a cloud or something. It was weird. Um, I've, I've seen the Knuckles toy. I had a couple of Robotnik toys. I remember going to McDonald's and telling my dad, he's like, Dad, I want a Happy Meal. But please tell him I don't want to eat Dr. Robotnik. And my dad had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> he, so he would order. He says, yeah, I need a Happy Meal. No Botnik. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, somehow or another, I got the tails once, and it got several of the Doctor Robotniks. I ne- I've seen a Knuckles, like one of my cousins had it, but I never had one, and I've never seen the Sonic. Yeah, you know, I never realized that they decided what toy to give you. I thought it was random every time. It it is random, but here's my understanding of it: like when they did the Beanie Babies, they would send them in like per week. Like here, this is the one you do this week. Here's the one you can do this next week. So, like, if you got it late enough in the promotion, you could probably pick and choose a little more. But I didn't know. I just told him, I don't want a Dr. Robotnik. I've got three of those stupid things at home. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, this was always my favorite game, even though I never owned it. I think I've told this story before. My neighbor, right down the road, uh, I was over at his house. All of a sudden, his dad come up and said, hey, we got y'all a game. And it was Sonic 3, and I'm like, I'm playing this. <laughs> so for like the next six hours, I played it and would let, let my, my buddy play Because <laughs> I was a couple years older than, than, than he was at the time. I think he might have been six. And I was like, yeah, go away. I'm playing this. So uh, to this day, I still do not own Sonic 3, the cartridge. 
I've got wow. it on Mega Drive, uh, the Mega Drive collection. Uh, I've got it on the 360 uh, version of it. Um, Which, but you played mine for the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. We when we did this review, and I started once honestly, if I knew how to do it, to do a side by side comparison of what the 360 version looked like versus what the Genesis version looked like. Just because I'm sure the color palette is a little deeper um, and it would look a little bit better. But everything that you're going to see when you watch the YouTube video yeah. is going to be original equipment. It's going to be Sega Genesis. And by the way, I looked that up. Sega could do 61 colors on screen at once. Mm-hmm. And Super could do 256. I, was gonna say, I think it's 256. But, but there were four up to four layers on screen at once. And they could all have different colors. So you could have whatever 256 times 4 was. That's over a 1,000. Yeah. On screen at once. That's crazy. And ultimately, you know, that's what won them the console war. If you think about it, because that's what they incorporated. Because Donkey Kong Country took full advantage. Exactly. So, you know, where they were maxing out the system with Sonic 3, you know, with Donkey Kong Country, they're like... Let's just go a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was it. But see, everybody points to soundtrack and speed with Genesis. That's the two things that they always try to hang their hat on. Yeah. But if it doesn't, if it looks like garbage, then, you know. Well, I mean, it, it didn't look, I mean, it looked good. It just didn't look as good. As it, as it could under different hardware. Right. Right. And I get that. Um... So we, we kind of skipped it a little earlier. I do want to backtrack on it real quick. Um, some new things that they introduced in this game. Um, Sonic had this weird kind of like flash shield thing. Like where if you did a double, tried to do a double jump, he had this little flash. I don't know what exactly to call it. But like if you got to an enemy that maybe had a spike on it or something, that maybe you weren't going to hit it the right way, you could do the flash and it would, it would hit it. It counted as a hit point. Uh, and kill it. So that was neat. This is the first game where Tails could fly. Um, previously, he would fly on and off screen, but he wouldn't actually fly. You couldn't like play him to fly. Um, later, when he's introduced on it, uh, Knuckles could kind of glide and climb, and that's why you see some areas that you can kind of. Hey, I can get to this area. I just can't get to him with Sonic. Well, that when the game was produced, it was developed as Knuckles to be a playable character and since they split the game they just left that part of the game in you know the the alternate route in and where they put Sonic and Knuckles together with Sonic 3 and you could play as Knuckles you could finally unlock those routes so again they kind of built it with the future in mind which was kind of neat you know it's almost like it's almost like DLC in a way so so, because of McDonald's, they didn't get to release the full game they wanted to. Right. And you had to buy two games to get the yes. one game. Yes. You had to pay full price for Sonic 3. So, think about that. Next and time you you're eating a Whopper. I mean, a, a, a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to pay the full 50, Sorry, 60 bucks. 50, 60 bucks for well, Sonic 3. They were more 3. back then, weren't they? Uh, they? They were like 60, every bit of it. Um, you had to pay 60 bucks for Sonic 3. You had to pay 60 It might have actually been a little bit more for Sonic and Knuckles. Wow. Because of the lock-on stuff. So, yeah. I that, mean, if you think about McDonald's. it. If you think about it, it was the original DLC. I mean. Yeah. 
Not really DLC, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, expansion. There you go. Original that, expansion. It's all because of McDonald's. Stupid McDonald's. Um, so yeah, next time you eat a quarter pounder or Big Mac, you think, man, I wish I hadn't paid full price for two <laughs> games back in the early. So nights. I can have another Big Mac because these things are shrinking every year. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, they used to be so much bigger. They really did. Um, they introduced some different shields in the last two games. They they had just a just an over shield where it was just an extra hit point for you. Uh, in this one, they had the uh, bubble shield that we talked about beforehand. Um, it will allow you to breathe underwater. You can bounce a little bit higher, and it will pale, you know, energy type attacks. Uh, you had a fire shield, which was obviously fire resistant, uh, but it also kind of did this flash boost thing if you did a double jump. So you double jump, and all of a sudden you had this like human torch flame on kind of thing where you kind of took off for a brief little second or so. Um, and then you had the electric shield, which was kind of magnetic for the, the rings. So if you got anywhere near the rings, the rings would just come to you. Uh, and it kind of gave you a, a, a boosted jump, like a, a true double jump. So that was pretty neat. Um, this is the first Sonic game to have a save feature. So note that. Because I, you know, I it kind of slipped my mind, but I remember looking at the first of that video, and you had save files. I had save and it files. Just didn't I didn't register? It's like, yeah. oh wow, yeah, yeah, that's got saved. The crazy thing about it is, when they developed Sonic and Knuckles, they were like, well, people's already going to have Sonic Three, so we're not going to put a save file in Sonic and Knuckles. So if you play Sonic and Knuckles completely by itself, it's like Sonic One and Sonic Two. You've got to play from start to finish. There's and no you paid it. more for it than Sonic 3. Yep. But when you combine them... And people wonder why Sega lost the console <laughs> war. But when you combine them, the save feature from Sonic 3 somehow is utilized. So then you do have a save feature. So so that's really the only way to, to, to play it. Is that's the only way to play it, yes. Absolutely. Well, I'm like, I, see, I'd never really... I'd seen you play Sonic right. 3. I, I, I don't remember if I'm, I, I may have played it in my younger days sure. over at a neighbor's house but I don't really remember it because I, I just remember Sonic 2 right and they kind of ran together to me but um, Sonic and Knuckles I honestly don't think I have even seen played really mm-hmm. well that'll change with, with uh, when we do a part 2 of this yeah. so um we, we talked about it earlier. It was the first one of the mid-bosses. Uh, uh, mid um, we didn't talk about the, the bonus stage. We talked about the special stage with the Blue Spear stage to get the uh, Chaos Emeralds, but we didn't talk about the bonus stage. So in Sonic 2, when you had 50 rings and you go past a lamppost, you know, like if you died, that's where you would come back at, these little sparkles would come up above it. Well, in this game, in Sonic 3... You would jump up into the sparkles, and it's, it's a gumball mini game is what it is. So you're on this kind of shaft uh, that's got these little bumpers on each side with this um, gumball machine at the top. So when you fall into the stage, you immediately go left or right, and you just bounce back and forth over the little spinny thing. And as you hit the spinny thing, the, the prize would come out, and it would be rings, extra lives, um, It'll be a clear, it looks like a clear bubble shield, just means that there's nothing in it. It'd be a black one that would kind of be a, a, a just a, a, a zoink almost. You remember the, uh, oh gosh, what is that game show that comes on after Price is Right? 
<laughs> Let's make a deal okay. with Wayne Brady. Yeah. It's like if you pick the wrong door, you get a zoink prize. It's like 5,000 pounds of bananas or something, which I don't think you really get 5,000 pounds of bananas. But it's like either you can get a new car. Donkey Kong's ears just perked up. <laughs> I don't know why I said bananas. Um, but anyway, um, you kind of go back and forth and get whatever you want. So you can get shields, you can get rings. Uh, you get extra lives, or you get a couple of zoint kind of items. Um, and then, like I said earlier, the um, uh, the alternate routes for uh, for knuckles. Uh, I thought that was kind of neat. Once I kind of figured out what that was, um, there there are actually two endings where you get the good ending where you've gotten all the emeralds. Uh, Supersonic flashes over the screen. It goes through all the credits, and then the uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog three logo falls. Sonic and Tails are on each side of it. If you get the bad ending where you're missing any of the emeralds, you go through that whole entire thing, and at the very end, uh, Knuckles has the remaining emeralds, and he's kind of tossing them up and catching them. And it says, try again, question mark. And it's kind of a throwback to Sonic 1, where if you didn't get all six Chaos Emeralds in Sonic 1, Robotnik would throw them from hand to hand over his head and say, try again. So, kind of a throwback. Um... I did mention the level select cheat, and I, like I told you, I, and I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, but this was the hardest cheat to ever put in. Do you, do you remember the code? Do you remember me telling you the code? No. <laughs> I lo- you like got all the way up to the mic, looked at me very seriously, and just went, no. Um, the code is up, up, down, down, up, 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 up. Two ups, two downs, four ups. That's it. But it's like you have to put it in within a second and a half. Wow. Yeah. I'm sitting here. My left thumb's just going. Myself. <coughs> yeah, it's like a second and a half fingers. to two seconds. Maybe. But it's like you, you have to do it at a certain time. You'll get a little ring chime like you have in the previous games. Uh, then you go to the level select. Inside the level select uh, is a sound test. And inside the sound test, you can do... Um, you play the certain songs in certain order and you get the instant supersonic. So, kind of uh, again, that's kind of what Sonic 2 did as well. Um, except to get to the, to the level select, you had to go to the sound test, play the sounds, and then inside the sound test within the level select, you got supersonic. So, um, just like Sonic 2, this did have a competition part where you could kind of two player at the same time, split screen. It didn't do a full level like Sonic 2 did because it would kind of lag out the game a little bit. Um, it was just kind of miniaturized versions. You had to do five laps. Kind of reminds me of NASCAR. Um, that right there was the only way you could play as Knuckles in Sonic th- Sonic 3 because he was a playable character. You could do Sonic, Tails, or Knuckles. So uh, that's the only way you could do it. Um, one critique that I do have on this game um, it was kind of slow in a bit and it kind of made Sonic which is supposed to be the fast fast paced uh, you know uh, action game in a way it kind of turned it into more of an adventure game if you think about it because if you take the six levels from one game and the six levels from the other you got 12 freaking levels you're going through Divide those up by X. What? Divide those up. Oh by yeah, by X and every too. every one except I think one, maybe two, have axe in them. You said axe, and I'm thinking like chopping wood axe. 
That so, would be a hatchet. Uh, well, could be. Um, but, again, it's still my favorite game because it's huge and I just always I always liked it. Uh, uh, especially combined, I always liked it. Um, so, um, Supersonic, you can be Supersonic by Stage 2. You can literally find seven gold rings to go through by Stage 2. Um, and then one thing when I was doing my, my research, uh, in the first act of Marble Garden, you, there are eight rings in that one stage. Wow. Not all of them are, are accessible by one character. Some of them are only accessible, uh, accessible by Knuckles. Some of them are only accessible by Sonic and or Tails. So um, you got Super Sonic was Hopper Knuckles and... Okay. Getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I was going to say you can only be supersonic in the game. If you play the game as Tails and get all seven Chaos Emeralds, you just got seven Chaos Emeralds. That's it. <laughs> Poor Tails. That's it. Um, if you lock the two games on, there's a little bit of a different thing, but like if you lock the two games on, you get the seven Emeralds in Sonic 3, you're still supersonic. When you get to Sonic and Knuckles, when it's all combined together, when you get to the Sonic and Knuckles part, you have to get what they call Super Emeralds, and that becomes Hypersonic and Hyper Knuckles. So we'll cover more of that when we get into uh, Sonic and Knuckles on our next review. But that is Clint's in-depth review of Sonic the Hedgehog 3, my, my favorite game back in the day. There you go. So there you go. So there's Hypersonic. Does, does this quill spike up more and he has lightning bolts around him? You know, every time you say anything about lightning bolts, you know what I immediately think of? What's that? Monkey in a movie. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you be the real William Wallace. <laughs> I don't, I don't you forget, forget it. <clears throat> so, anyway, um, so we're going to take a quick break, and we will come right back. And this is where you lock on the Sonic and Knuckles episode to get the full experience. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 